everyone, my name is Clay, and welcome to another episode of Terminally Nerdy's Indie Impressions, the show where I take a look at independent, non-AAA, and niche titles, giving you my quick first impressions after at least two hours of gameplay, and today we're going to be looking at the early access game Monster Sanctuary. And the best way I can describe this is if you took Pokemon and Metroid and smooshed them together. In Monster Sanctuary, you are playing a Keeper, one of four unique Keepers called Spectral Keepers. Uh, and you are, at the start of the game, basically finishing your training to join the Keeper Order, which is this group of people that use the monsters that they have hatched from eggs to sort of tame the wilds and keep a monster population in check, as well as fight off various super monsters uh, that roam the landscape. When I say you're part of one of these four unique ones, is apparently in this universe, monsters are everywhere, anybody can tame them, but there are four unique spectral monsters that are tied to specific bloodlines. Uh, at the beginning of the game, you get to pick from the spectral wolf, spectral lion, spectral eagle, and spectral toad, and then the other three spectrals will be given to different characters. I picked the wolf, and the spectrals uh, basically are like super old ancient monsters that have been passed down in your bloodline uh, from generation to generation. Uh, what's interesting about them is that they actually have personalities. Like my wolf talks to me. He knows people. I'm assuming it's a he. There's no genders for any of the monsters. You just kind of make them up as you go. So I decided my wolf is a dude named Nibbles. And uh, for example, when I first met the final trainer of the Keeper Order that I had to go through, my wolf knew who that was and chatted with him before we had a fight. So at least the Spectrals have some personality to them, as well as the, the other Keepers for the other Spectrals. They have personality as well. And actually realizing that the it's seemingly at random who gets what makes me wonder what would have happened if I had picked one of the other Spectrals. So that's pretty interesting to me. Uh, essentially, the gameplay is a side-scrolling Metroidvania. You're going to be wandering through these areas, uh, trying to get through secret areas, open doors, and uh, a lot of exploration to kind of uncover the world. And then anytime you get into a fight, you end up with a three monsters versus three monsters battle. Keeper fights are different. Keeper fights feel more like trainer fights in that you use a party of six but you have three monsters on screen at once, and every time one monster falls, you pick one of your replacements and your opponent will do the same. Uh, I haven't done more than the tutorial keeper fight, and it was very brutal, and I actually lost the tutorial fight, which did not reset my progress, thankfully. So that was nice. Visually, the game is very, very pretty. I love the visuals. I love the monster designs. I love my little worm named Jalapeno. He's a little fire worm, and I love him. He is, he is small and squishy and very, very tough. Go Jalapeno. Uh, musically is pretty solid, although I wish there was some variation to the battle music. The battle music seems to have one theme right now, and it's repetitive, and it gets very repetitive, especially since some battles can take a long time. So I kind of wish that was a little different, honestly. There is a story here, and there's no real way to track it. There's no quest journal currently in the game. So you kind of have to keep track in your head what you're doing. Like, it'll start with finishing your training. Then you go to the Keeper Sanctuary and you meet some of the other Keepers. 
Uh, and then they start asking you for help killing these champion monsters, which are like the super monsters that exist. Uh, and you kind of basically have free reign to go wherever you want. And as long as you can tackle the battles and the monsters in that region, you're free to go there. Uh, for example, I was told to go to the Blue Caves, but I was like, well, I'll go in there for a little bit. And I got double jumping. And I was like, cool. So I went back to some of the earlier areas using the double jump and accessed an entirely new area, Snow Area. And I kind of wandered around in there and stuff. Now, I do have some problems with the game, however. First, the game's a bit grindy. Uh, there are fair jumps in monster level for each area. Like, there's an area called the Sun Temple that I've accessed and I can get into. But the monsters in there are, like, level 18 to 19. And when I found it, I was level 13. And I'm like, oh, no, we are not doing that. Uh, in fact, the newest area that I was playing, and if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, you will see me in, I believe it's the Stronghold Dungeons. And when I first accessed it, uh, my monsters were two levels lower than the highest level, the, the monster level in that area, which made the fights fairly difficult. But I was able to level up and kind of push my way through it. Um, the other big thing, really, is how they do monster catching. And I say catching with air quotes, because uh, you're really not catching monsters. So when you have a fight, it's three monsters versus three monsters. There's a combo counter in the corner, and as you build your combo meter, attacks do progressively more damage. And at the end of the fight, you're scored. And you're scored on the difficulty of the fight, uh, I think how long it took you, how many turns. Uh, if you got any execution bonus, which is hitting a monster and killing it with its weakness. And... Um, the health level of your team, like how much health was left over at the end of the fight, and you get a star rating. That star rating is important, as that star rating adds to the chance of rare drops at the end of the fight. And the only way to get new monsters is to get their eggs. And the only way to get their eggs is as a rare drop at the end of a fight. Now you might be saying, well, that's not a big deal. If you got a decent team of monsters, you don't really need any new ones. But you actually do. See... When I say this is a Metroidvania, you've got your, your upgrades for your character, like I have double jumping now, you get double jump boots. But your monsters also have skills that are usable on the battlefield. So, for example, uh, if you have a flying monster, it might let you glide. So when you'll, you'll jump, jump, and then hit a button, and you can glide for a short distance, so you can get further forward. Uh, another monster might break open hidden walls. Another monster might break, cut, or burn vines. Another one will open a particular kind of switch, whether it's a ground switch or an elemental switch. Uh, there was one where I had to catch a specific monster, this cat, because if it's out, it lights up dark areas. <laughs> Without the cat, I can't see in the dark. And because it's a random drop, it's RNG, I had to sit there trying to figure out how to respawn monsters or get the game to respawn monsters just so I could keep fighting just for the chance at a cat egg. And it's kind of annoying in that regard. Now, as far as the monsters themselves, they are varied. There's a lot of them. And what's really cool is they all have skill trees. So every monster has a skill tree uh, for each of its attack types. And there's buffs and different kinds of stat upgrades and all sorts of cool stuff. So even if, like, me and another player both have the same spectral wolf... I might build my Spectral Wolf entirely differently from another player based on what I want and the kind of attacks I like. 
So that is really cool. There's a lot of customization. There are items you can purchase to reset your monster skill trees, which is also really nice. Now, obviously, this game is still in early access. For example, the last row of pretty much every monster skill tree is completely not finished, so you don't you don't have the bottom row. Uh, not every area is accessible. I ran into one area in the snow zone that I couldn't cross because when I tried to, it popped up a warning saying this is not in early access yet. Uh, but the game is 18 bucks, and it is absolutely worth it. I've played it for six hours, and I just want to keep playing it because every time I turn around, there's a new area to explore. and I get a new power. I find a new monster that lets me get somewhere else or do something else. So there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, I found a whole other region now uh, outside the Stronghold Dungeons that I haven't even gone to yet uh, that I want to go check out and explore. So if you're interested in the idea of a Pokemon Metroidvania, I would highly recommend Monster Sanctuary. Uh, I may not do a, another version of this video when it's out of early access. I might actually just, when it's out of early access, play the entire game and do a full review of it. That's how much I absolutely like this. And this was a gift to me uh, by my buddy Virus. You should check him out. He also does videos on YouTube. So just look up Virus the Mad Bard. And you can find him. He's on Twitter as well. Thank you, Virus. This was really cool. As always, thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to the Terminally Nerdy Podcast. If you want to see the video version of this, please visit youtube.com slash terminallynerdy. Also, you can support me on Patreon. Every dollar goes back into funding for hosting of this podcast, uh, new games, uh, advertising, everything to kind of help grow everything that I'm doing. You can find me at patreon.com slash terminallynerdy. And hey, thanks for listening. Be kind to each other and stay nerdy, everyone. See you next time.